the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ken Sukuri Ministries. Scripture tells us in Psalm 34, 18, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word, says Isaiah 66, 2. We find beauty in brokenness when we choose to sit close with him and trust that he is listening. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, our words of healing in Psalm 147, 3. Brokenness is a blessing because it puts us on the road to a breakthrough. Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis, founder of Kensukuri Ministries, starts now. Welcome to the program. I'm Suzanne from KKHT, and I am thrilled to welcome Miss Brenda George, who is the guest of our host, Brittany Francis. And I want to tell you about Brenda, because she's just got an amazing pedigree. And then I want to speak to this show specifically because things come up and then things happen. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I see you, Brittany, about once a week or so. And whatever you come to me with has already shown up. So <laughs> I think that is amazing. So Brenda George, wow. I mean, this lady, she's the co-pastor of New Earth Church in Lake Jackson, and she co-pastors with her husband, who's also her chauffeur, and he (laughs) tends to her needs all the time. She is founder of an organization called STOP, and it is a teen suicide awareness foundation, and they help teens that are struggling, and they help it by sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's really cool. And then Brenda is also involved in something else that has shown up. So I want to backtrack a little bit because this week I talked to a lot of ministries and a lot of pastors and a lot of our customers and everybody has been talking about tent revivals, tent revivals, tent revivals. It keeps coming into conversations. Mm. Somebody will say something just, hey, did you hear there was a tent revival in town? And I'll say, yeah, because I already know that Brittany is into tent revivals. She produces them. She's at them all the time. In fact, if I can't get a hold of her, I think, okay, she's in a tent. (laughs) So I am excited about this show today. We're going to hear some amazing, amazing, amazing testimony. So I'm going to kick it off to the two of you. Tell us about what's going on and fill us in on what's happening with the tent revivals. Well, I just wanted to first say that it's such a blessing to have uh, the Lord just bring people together in a way that only he can do it. Miss Brenda and I met under a tent. And, you know, it's really interesting because she's becoming a very special sister in Christ because both of us found a common ground. I think that's what's happening under tents is that we're finding a common ground that we would not normally find uh, within church walls because we all go to different churches. Right. So my first thought is while I have her here, I want to discuss between the two of us the difference between revivals and awakening. And because I know a lot of times we call it a tent revival, right? But Mm -hmm. I think that what we're also praying and crying out for is an awakening. So I wanted to discuss that piece with her first. So what do you feel the differences between the revival and an awakening? 
There's a huge difference, Brittany. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being such an awesome host. When you look at the word revival, mm-hmm. people immediately think that that's a service that is specifically for a person that does not know Christ as their Lord and Savior. Right. And we are going to host this revival and all of and that we're going to have people attend that are non-believers. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the misconception of a revival. Right. A revival is a setting or a tent or a place. And I'll talk about that in a few minutes where people come where they personally need to be revived. That are believers Amen. that are not in a place where they should be with God in this season of their lives. And a revival then is about everyone under the tent, not just the lost, but every single person that has been orchestrated to sit under that tent that Pacific night at that given time is in a position to be completely revived again with Christ. An awakening to me, mm-hmm. since you asked, is a definition of a revelation of what God is asking you to do. If I am experiencing awakening or a revelation, then God is speaking to me and awakening something Mm -hmm. in me that has been dormant. Right. Something that has been dormant. So we have a tendency to, people have a tendency, go to church, come home, go to church and come home. And they do, and it's that pattern, just like we get up and brush our teeth for years. Mm -hmm. And they're at a place of being content in that place. Right. But when an awakening hits your life, or a city, or a community, there is a fresh revelation from heaven, from God himself, that will cause all old things. Isaiah 43, 19 says, I'm doing a new thing Amen. right now. Not next year, not 20 years from now. Right now, in this season, in America, in the world, I'm doing a brand new thing. Do you not know it? Right. right. He's saying, didn't you ask for this? Didn't right. you request revival in your home? with your children, with your brothers and your sister? Have you not been praying and interceding to see a real move of God in this community? So when we have an awakening, that's a personal, almost as if he's shaking you up and he's saying, don't you know it? Did you not call for this? So go ahead, Brittany, because no, no, that's good. No, that's good. (laughs) But that's, those are the two different things to me. And you absolutely nailed it, which I knew that you would with exactly how I would have put it. You know, a revival is a 24 hours a day, seven days a week life Mm -hmm. that we decide to say, okay, we've come to an awakening first, an awakening of who we are in the Lord, the awakening of what our purpose is. And we pray that the Holy Spirit is going to work in our hearts and in our lives to awaken up something that the perfect word of dormant was dormant, but woven into us from the very beginning of time. That is an awakening. And then a revival happens because we are purposing. To take every bit of our lives and live 24 hours a day, seven days a week, pointing to Jesus Christ. And I think that that is one of the most incredible pieces about what is happening today is that in Isaiah, it does say that. It does say, didn't you? Don't you? Well, yeah, we did. But are we willing to die to ourselves? It goes back to last week's message that we were talking about, Mm -hmm. Susan, is that are we willing to die? Are we willing to build an altar 
with the pearls from our lives and with the gravel from our past mm-hmm. and create an altar and get on the altar, die to ourselves and allow ourselves to be revived 24 hours a day, seven days a week in our home, our community and our lives. And that's what a revival is. And that's all we're doing right now with these tents, I believe, is setting the stage for Jesus Christ to be on the stage yes, and disrupting business as usual. That's what the Lord gave me last night was we're disrupting business as usual. We're disrupting the Sunday services, the programs that we put into place, weekly programs that become a mundane thing of, are you going to be there? Oh, okay. Well, it's it's a club. So of course I'm going to be there. I don't want to miss out. But when you go to a tent and you have to sweat a little bit, sit in some uncomfortable chairs and disrupt your mundane business as usual life Mm -hmm. and be a little bit uncomfortable and stretch. Yes. Mm -hmm. And stretch. That is allowing the winds of change to be blown in by the Holy spirit. And that I believe is what a revival and an awakening is. It's allowing the Holy spirit to be the one that's blowing in those winds of change of business as usual. So Brittany, that's Ken Sikori, isn't it? It is. That's the name of the ministry. That's it is. Brokenness to beauty. It is. And you're sitting in that tent and you're sweating and your hair looks terrible <laughs> and your makeup's running down your face. Tears are flowing. And you Tears can't, flowing. you cannot posture in a situation like that. You can't pull your tricks. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. You just have to be bare yeah. before the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, and God that. is God is looking for a no name, no face Amen. move. There you go. There's Amen. not a our pictures are not on the flyer. Pastor Amen. Callie Ship, when she birthed the mm-hmm. Cypress revival, when God gave her a word through Cindy Jacobs, she knew it had to be a no name, no face revival. Mm-hmm. That the only name that would be lifted up would be Jesus. I love that. Only Jesus. And, and he, the word says, if you lift up the name of Jesus, I will draw. Not your church, not your membership, not this pastor, not this famous musician. I will draw. And we have seen hundreds, 500, 600 attend the Cypress revival, the Baytown revival, because we've been really careful about more more, hundreds and hundreds every night. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, probably up in the thousands by now, Brittany. And so because we've lifted up his name and we've made him the center and the focus. Amen. So what you're saying is we have revivals that are happening now. And are planned to be happening. So when we get to the end of the show, we'll tell people how to connect. Yes. And we're going to post this on KKHT.com. We'll post it on the community calendar so you can find the revivals. Yes. And you can go. And you can go to more than one. Yes. And you can invite as many people as you want. Oh, yes. Come and volunteer. Be a part of it. Yeah. You, know, you said something that at 2.30 in the morning, I just felt the Lord say, you're putting Jesus back in the pulpit. that's what we're doing we're putting jesus back behind the pulpit Mm -hmm. and we humble ourselves to decide that we want nothing to do with us getting credit Mm -hmm. right just by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony that is all that we need to do and what we need to bring is jesus and the words of the testimonies of what the lord is doing in our lives and the awakenings that are happening in our lives and that's why i think tent revivals are so important I mean, it it ties right back into revival and awakening because inside, inside the four walls of the church, I can be one of the first to say that a lot of pain happens because we're, Mm -hmm. we're people, we're people, we're churches are ran by people. No matter how holy we want to be, can be, Mm -hmm. try to be, Mm -hmm. 
They're people. And inside a tent, there's something about somebody who's been harmed by the church, hurt by the church, broken by the church. And I say the church, meaning the people, that people are willing to walk underneath a tent. Mm -hmm. There's something so open about it. There's something so Mm -hmm. um, non-constraining about the idea of being under a tent that has four walls that are not up and just waiting for the Lord to move in underneath. And it's also the unification of the church, right? So it's, let me interject when Moses, when Moses in Genesis, when Moses went to the tent, he left the camp per se. He left Uh the church, right? He purposely went to a tent area that was adjacent to the church that was within a perimeter of the church. Why would Moses or why would anyone leave Living Hope Church to sit in a tent in 90 degrees weather when you can walk? (laughs) When you get under the tent, that's where he met God. That's right. The word of God says Moses saw him face to face under the tent. That's right. He was out of the comfort of the four walls and he got order. He got instructions. He heard the voice of God. He had an encounter under the tent face to face. When he completed and the Israelites knew what was going on, they stood at the door of the tent. Then it says that he turned around and came back to the camp. But he got his marching orders under the tent. He got his family set free under the tent. He got healed from cancer under the tent. You and I saw a 12-year-old little boy that was legally blind last week that was prayed for and his eyes opened under a tent. That's right. That's so right. something happens when we move out of our comfort zone and we're seeking the face of God. We want an encounter with God. You will find an encounter with God, just like Moses, under a tent. That's right. Why it was important 2,000 years ago is the same reason it's important right now. Right. Because he had to move away from the commonness of a crowd to sneak away to find that secret time with God. Right. Go ahead. So, Pastor Brenda, do you think that people have an intuitive sense of what the tent symbolizes because the way you are describing it, the tent has a covering. So you're Mm -hmm. covered by God, Mm -hmm. but the walls are open, which means you can meet God. Yes. And I think people probably feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think they feel that, you know, we have a hard time and I know pastor Brent, this is why I love this woman. I I love her because the idea of unifying the church, the capital C church us being together as a unified front is so important to her. And I think mm-hmm. that that's why the Lord meets us the way he does under a tent, mm-hmm. because what we're doing is we're allowing local ministries to come together, mm-hmm. national ministries to come together, mm-hmm. local churches to come together, all different cultures, all different backgrounds that might not come to one church because this church represents this culture or this church represents this when we come together as the capital C church, what we are doing is we are setting the stage for a movement of the Holy Spirit because every bit and piece that represents Jesus is under that tent. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so absolutely vitally important to know why this is needed for such a time as this. Because it's not a locked institution. Right. It's everybody contributing mm-hmm. the way that it should be assembly of God, Baptist, mm-hmm. Pentecostal people. Mm-hmm. They're nine churches that we're working with for mm-hmm. the Missouri County tent revival. It, it wasn't hard for me to get nine or even 12 or 15 pastors on board because the one thing that I started with, if you want to build your kingdom and put people in your pews, I'm not the girl. 
Come on. But if you want to build the kingdom of Come God on. and see children that are suicidal, tear up suicide Amen. notes, see women that are going through domestic violence, Hill. Mm-hmm. If you want to build the kingdom of God, come jump on board with me. Mm-hmm. And not one pastor walked away because as a pastor, isn't that what we're supposed to be doing anyway? Yes. But we get lost. So I want to ask you all something, if you've ever heard this term. Have you ever heard the term giving unit? Mm-mm. No. Well, when banks work with churches and they figure out how they're going to fund them or loan the money, they look at the number of people that are tithing and they actually call them giving units. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a formula for when a church is making enough money. And that's all fine and good because churches do need buildings and they need schools and, and we do need all of that. But sometimes we get so caught up in that right. that <laughs> we lose what y'all are talking about, which well, is just getting down. Absolutely. And I think that what what happens under the tent, and I was praying last night, I was like, Lord, come on, like, tell me more, is also the undesired topics that churches don't want to talk about can happen. And so freedom can happen. And that's when you see the miracles of the baby, the little boy that can see. That's when you see like my dad who has had cancer and get completely healed and his cancer is dormant. You see this little boy crying out. I can see because we are hitting topics that are undesired within most church walls, Mm -hmm. right? They're not popular topics. When that happens, you're giving the Lord a full reign to move and to speak and to move in hearts, to break hearts and put hearts back together. And when that happens, that's when you see the miracles. That's when you see, we have been told that we are to perform more miracles than even Jesus did, Mm -hmm. but we can't do that unless Jesus is the full center and he's got full control. If we're not ready to relinquish control, then it's not going to happen. And that's when we look like fake Christians. Mm -hmm. Because they say, oh, you're supposed to perform miracles. You're supposed to do these things. What happened to your Bible? Well, you know what? They're right. We're not willing to die to ourselves to the idea of all all the things that are necessary, right? Inside yes, the church walls. Absolutely. We're not. We have to be willing to die to that idea that that's going to reach the masses. The Lord owns all of it anyways. So it's time yeah. that we just trust the Lord that he's going to provide the amount of money that we need to make these things happen. Well, this is something you talk about all the time, Brittany. You say that we have to die. We have to let go of the ego of all of the the worldly things that are driving us that we say probably in a well-meaning way, but not a well-intentioned way. Right. And you talk so much about intention and what is your intent? What is your true intention? What are your motives? What are your motives? Yes. Why are you actually doing this? Right. Yeah. I mean, The motives are so vitally important. And I even this week, you know, our daughter was invited to speak at something that had um, thousands of people. And I looked at her and I said, why don't you want to do it? And she said, is it you wanting me to do it or is it because God wants me to do it? And I went, oh, good. Okay. Conviction. You know, why do I want to do a tent? Do I want to do a tent? Mm -hmm. Because it's a place that I can speak freely about what the Lord is doing and and give him all the glory and the honor? Or is it because I want a stage? This is so vitally mm-hmm. important. And mm-hmm. that's why when I when I came alongside Miss Brenda and um and Callie and the rest of of those um Pastor Shelby with Mission America, 
I'm seeing something different. I'm seeing the motive of the heart mm. is to make sure that Jesus is the one that gets all the glory, the honor and the praise. And because of that, that's why we're seeing miracles upon miracles, healings upon healings, freedom upon freedom happening, healing, deliverance. And the Holy Spirit spoke last night and we got a few more minutes, but yeah. I just want to kind of just touch on this. Yes, Second Corinthians five, our bodies are like tents <laughs> that we live in here on earth. That's right. But when these tents are destroyed, we know that God will give each of us a place to live. Come on. These homes will not be buildings someone has made, but they are in heaven and will last forever. But while we are here on earth, we sigh because we live in that tent and we want to be in that heavenly home. We want to put it on like clothes and not be naked. These tents we now live in are like a heavy burden. Mm-hmm. And we groan, but we don't do it just because we want to leave the bodies that will die. It's because we want to change, change from them for bodies that will never die. God is the one who makes all this possible. He has given us the Holy Spirit to make certain that he will do it. So always be cheerful. Your Amen. body is mm. the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. It says here that our body is a tent. So it's bigger than the tent of the, the natural. It's the tent in the spirit that God is working on. Right. Mm. And these are temporal tents. We're going to leave these tents one day. Yes. When he yeah. said last night, I want you to hear my heart. Quit writing a sermon. This revival, you will hear Amen. the heart of mm. God. I am going to speak directly from my heart to every person under that tent. It ain't going to be three bullets and let's do point no. one, point mm-hmm. two, point three. And if <laughs> we're you, not going to be able no, to rely no, no, on, no, no. on he, our own knowledge. No, we're not. It's going to be from his heart. Well, so I just wanted to share that. Oh, I love that. Well, yeah. we've only, we've, we almost come to the end of the show before I think it's the end of the show, <laughs> but we're getting close. So I really want to talk about, we are going to post this on KKHC.com. Where do they find y'all? If somebody's listening right now and She's says, how, how do I find the tent revivals? How do I find Pastor Brenda and Brittany? What do we tell everybody? The next one is coming up. Okay. Uh, the tent is in Lake Jackson, Texas. Okay, and what's, what's the date for that one? July 20, 20, 21st, 22nd. If God ex- okay. decides so, he wants the 20th, the 21st, and the 22nd. Okay, so that starts today. Yes, yes. Yes, it yes. starts today. That's okay. right. It the starts show, today. The show airs on the 20th. Okay. It starts so let's, today, let's, tonight. Let's okay. Okay, okay, perfect. Yeah, so that one starts today. It, so starts, it starts this evening at 7 p.m., Lake yeah. Jackson, Texas, Dunbar oh Park. Okay, so Tonight. if you're listening right now, and you're good chance you're in the car. Turn around <laughs> and go. So yes, that's in Lake Jackson. Is there a number to call or a website for them to go to? 979-665-665-7712. And there's going to be more. So if this is last minute for you because you just tuned into the radio today, that's okay because it's going to be on KKHC.com. You just go to that community calendar and we'll have a listing there of everything and you can link through and call right. and visit the website. And then real quickly, can you say what the some of the things that you're going to be talking about? Because I know that there's some topics. Yes. So we will address... Friday night, a youth and young adult night where we will be addressing addressing teen suicide prevention. Mm. We'll be working with Brittany and her ministry. We have a young lady Friday night that's with a ministry from Angleton, Texas, that are dealing with young girls that have been hurt in the church, young Mm. girls that have been 
gone through horrific things as little girls, and there'll be a healing time for that. Amen. Uh, uh, Miss Callie and Celebration of Life Church will be with us Thursday night. Uh, Saturday night, we will be addressing other topics that deal with that adults deal with that is more appropriate for adults. So uh, what we will do, if God says to continue, we will continue. Amen. So it may be a week. It may be six months. We have no idea how long God is going to extend this revival. Understood. So you all tell me, I put it on the calendar and everybody just go to the community calendar. And of course, listen every week. And there's a podcast on KKHT.com. Brittany is one of our guests Friday night. Fantastic. So if this is your first show, if this is your first time turning into um, the show, then you can go to KKHT.com and listen to the past shows. And I just want to do one last invitation to disrupt your business as usual. If you're listening to this station, you're probably saved. You probably accepted Jesus. If you haven't, great, even better. But disrupt your business as usual. Get underneath a tent. Look for a tent. They're they're popping up everywhere. That's my invitation. Amen. Yes. We will hear and listen and talk and speak next week. God bless everybody. Thank you. God bless you. You've been listening to Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis. Join us every Thursday evening at 5.30 p.m. To hear this program again, go to kkht.com and click on the podcast. For more information, visit kintsukoriministries.com, K-I-N-T-S-U-K-U-R-O-I. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.